Welcome to the first episode of The Mentors, where we provide advice on career, family, love, and life by presenting fresh perspectives and providing guidance on personal growth and professional development. I'm your main host, Helen Huang, and there will be several other hosts over the course of this podcast. I head up the New York commercial sales team for a major real estate capital markets firm in New York City. I've been mentoring for the past 15 years and have over 100 mentees, primarily in New York City. I do mentor sessions in person, calls, emails, and now over Zoom. I got here through the guidance of many mentors in my life, and I hope I can do the same for many of you listeners out there. Today's topic is first job. Choose the highest potential for growth over highest salary. What is the most important thing you're thinking about as you begin the first job search? Now, here's what many of you are thinking, but probably not crass enough to ask out loud. Hey, how can I spend the least amount of time and effort and make the most amount of money? In fact, one of my mentees did ask me this question, and I think I reacted by almost spitting out my coffee, then staring at my mentee with this look of, did you really ask me that question? By the way, if that is your true goal, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast focuses on your personal and professional development. But listen, I know. I know this is the question everybody wants to know. Because let's face it, you got bills to pay, people to see, and places to visit. This is the beginning of your financial independence and existential freedom. That is super exciting, yet extremely frightening at the same time. And have you ever noticed how every entry-level job description says must have at least one, two, three years of experience? And you begin to wonder, then how in the world does anyone get their first job? You begin to panic, and as soon as you line up some offers, you jump on the job that offers you the highest salary. Then you feel kind of lost and empty. Is this it? Is this what I've been preparing myself for all these years? All these years of school, tests, and internships? All this so that I can work for the rest of my life? How do I know if I'll be successful? How do I know if this is really the right job for me? Am I starting off on the wrong foot with my first job? When you're in school, there's an element of predictability and structure. There are standardized tests and everyone's following the same roadmap, elementary to junior high, to high school, then to college, from math to algebra, to geometry, to calculus. But in the real world, there is no set path. You need to pave it yourself. This is no longer a test. This is the real deal. And only you are responsible for drawing out your own roadmap. Doing good in school was not easy, but it was kind of simpler. You listen to the teacher, study the textbooks and lecture materials, do your homework, test well, get good grades, and you're golden. When you're in the real world, you need to do more. You need to be more, so much more. In the real world, you must have what I call the ingredients of success. Again, the ingredients of success. You gotta strive to be a great networker, great communicator, good negotiator, be passionate, be determined, hardworking, charismatic, intuitive, confident, street smart, tenacious, and much more. 
this sounds overwhelming, but remember, you'll be developing these ingredients over time. And well, how do you collect and develop these ingredients? I know you were thinking four years of college should have prepared you. Maybe you even have a graduate degree. Did all that education truly prepare you for the real world? Did it really provide you with the adequate training? Do you think your tuition was really worth it? I will let you answer that. When I graduated from college, I was lost. I was so lost and I felt very empty. I immigrated to the United States with my family from Korea when I was 14. And I had to work very hard to get into Cornell and to graduate with distinction. But you know what? I could not find a job for the life of me. Most of my friends had jobs lined up before they graduated, but I couldn't. Not for lack of trying, of course. I got lots of interviews, just no offers. Then one fine day, as I was going to an interview, I was sitting on a bus in my brand new and tailored navy pantsuit. As I looked outside, I realized everyone was walking to work very fast. I mean, New Yorkers walk very fast, right? But I thought, where are they going? I mean, I knew they were going to work, but do they know where they're really going? Is that really where they want to be headed? Or are they going there because that's where everybody else is going? I just saw thousands of people marching to the same beat, in the same direction like a swarm of ants aimlessly marching on, not knowing where they're going, why they're going there. Am I chasing money, status, and title because that's what everybody else is chasing? And then what? Will those things bring me happiness? Am I sure chasing money will make me happy? Then should I follow my passion? What does it mean to follow one's passion? And what is my passion? Am I supposed to build on my strength? Doesn't everything become boring and mundane once I master it? I was confused, total chaos in my head. Yet, I still felt that urgency to find a job because just like you, I had bills to pay. I wanted to help out with my parents. My mom was running a small nail salon and my dad was working in a variety store, fish market, making jewelry, doing physical therapy, selling wigs, selling used cars, whatever he could get his hands on. My parents, two siblings, and I were still living in a two-bedroom apartment in New Jersey, which we moved into when we first immigrated there. I wanted to contribute. I wanted us out of that two-bedroom apartment. I wanted to somehow buy $350 Ann Taylor suits without checking back for better store sales like five times. I was so stressed out. My face broke out in acne like you wouldn't believe. I mean, to the point where one day a stranger lady came to me and said, such a cute face, but so many pimples. I mean, a stranger came up to me and said this. That's how bad my face was. I'm sure this was not helping me make a good impression in my interviews. The stress of finding a job and figuring out the direction and meaning of life had pushed me over to the edge. The stress of not lining up a job and not knowing my future, what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it, it was just too much to bear. My dad realized this while I was driving to Dr. Wang's office who later prescribed Accutane for my bad acne. Thank you, Dr. Wang. But dad asked me, why the rush? Why are you so stressed? Whether you find a job now or six months from now, you will be working for the rest of your life. You can't have this time again. Use this time wisely. 
use this time wisely? What does that mean? I was literally spending every waking hour to find a job. What does he mean when he says, use this time wisely? I don't know about your dad, but my dad doesn't speak to me in a direct way. I mean, he does, but he usually hints things to steer me in another direction or always uses some parable or symbolism, which I have to decipher and figure out over time. But they do ultimately help me get out of my tunnel vision. By the way, one of the major side effects of youth, of being young and inexperienced, is tunnel vision. And I was suffering severely from both tunnel vision and bad acne. But like magic, I got three job offers all within two weeks span. It was a miracle. All of my worries just evaporated. Okay, I'm dating myself here, but this was 1999 when the New York State median household income was roughly $40,000. And of course, like any other normal recent college graduate, I decided to accept the job that offered me the highest salary. It was a major international financial firm, and they offered me about 60K a year plus 15% bonus versus my lowest offer from an international real estate firm, which offered me about 40K. I mean, that's like 50% difference. $20,000, especially at the time, was too much of a gap. I mean, that two-bedroom apartment that we lived in, thanks to rent stabilization, we paid like $6.50 a month. I went to my dad and told him that I was taking the offer from the ABC bank, we'll call it, because they offered me $60K. And my dad looked at me and asked me one simple question, then left. Why? Are you only working for one year? Yes, he gave me another Mr. Miyagi-like question and I was left to think of my own again. Well, I eventually figured out what he meant. And let me help demonstrate his point by laying out before you a typical career roadmap. I'm going to have to generalize and break this down in age groups here because that's the easiest way for me to demonstrate this point. Twenties, associate junior level, development of ingredients phase. You're not yet totally valuable to the firm. They're investing in you, training you, and hoping that you will be invaluable as you develop. You're also investing in yourself during this phase to cultivate the ingredients of success. Thirties, VP director level, strengthening of ingredients phase, starting to make some real money, and you're becoming invaluable to the team. Forties plus, Senior director, managing director level. Application of ingredients phase. This is your prime phase. Your skill sets are optimized. You're an expert in your industry and you are invaluable to your team and your firm. In your 20s, you don't have the fully developed ingredients and naturally, many days must be spent learning and absorbing. The more you can develop and strengthen your ingredients of success, the more likely you will reach your prime phase quicker. While I understand your rent and student loans are real and imminent, it is much smarter for you to recognize that you won't be financially cruising until later in your career. You are in essence investing in yourself in your 20s for the potential return you will make in your 30s and beyond because while the salary range in your 20s will likely hover in the five digits and in some six digits, these digits will range much wider as you get older. 
$20,000 difference in your 20s may seem like a big deal, but you're talking about potentially millions in difference in your prime years. Would you rather make $80,000 today but make $100,000 annually for the rest of your life or make $40,000 today and make a million dollars annually for the rest of your life? How much you make in your first job is almost inconsequential compared to what you can potentially make in your prime years if you develop the right ingredients of success. So instead of asking who will pay me the most and where can I get the best lifestyle, you really need to be asking where can I learn the most and hone my skill sets so that at my prime, I can maximize myself. It wouldn't be smart to chase up the job that gives you the most money today. It certainly wouldn't be smart to chase up the job that requires less work for the sake of having a better lifestyle today. The goal is to find a job that would help you maximize yourself. This is an investment in your future self phase. I understand that's not what you want to hear. You just want the money and lifestyle today. You don't want me to teach you how to catch a fish. You just want the fish. Learning how to catch a fish is boring. That takes time. That takes work. Well, folks, there is no shortcut. Okay, you have many years ahead. And yes, money is important. Title is important. Your career path is important. But step back and breathe and note this. You'll be spending most of your waking hours at work. You'll be spending more time with your colleagues than you will with your own family. This is not only about money. This is about your life. What is your life about? What is this job and career to you? Give it meaning. Give it direction. Give it some substance. Choose a platform where you can grow, where you can learn, where you can be vulnerable and uncomfortable. Choose a job that will allow you to learn the most. Learning is the best currency in life. It will get you whatever you need and no one can steal it. Not even with identity theft. When you collect and save that currency, the rest will follow naturally. We spend time talking about monetary potential in your 30s and 40s and beyond. But the fact of the matter is that money is a byproduct of your ingredients of success. And that success is not just money. It's growth, passion, fulfillment, and happiness. It's good life. This concept may not come to you right away. You may have to think about it a bit, but always choose learning and growing over money and status. What opportunity can teach me the most? Which work environment will be the best learning potential? Make work fun. Make it meaningful and personal. If you see work only as a mean to make money, no matter what you do, I guarantee you will not be happy. Your life is much more valuable than money and title. Choose your own direction with an open mind and heart to learn, to absorb, to accept, and to grow. Choose the job that will help you maximize yourself every day in every way. Hope you enjoyed our first episode of The Mentors. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to hit subscribe and follow The Mentors Podcast. If you have any questions or comments on today's episode or have a topic you want us to address, please email me at thementorspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.